Hey everybody, I am Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast. We're back to continue my weight loss story, how I gained and lost almost 100 pounds. If you were listening last week, you know that we ended on a mini cliffhanger where, you know, I was explaining to you guys my lifestyle, the changes that were going on in my life, and some of the things that I was doing, like eating like shit, drinking a lot, all of those things. And we ended by me sharing that I did something that I'm not proud of, um, and I believe this was the start of my downward spiral. So once I started to realize that I was gaining weight, once I started to feel out of control, once I realized that major change had to happen in my life for me to, for me to lose this weight, I was having the story in my head that, you know, this is who I am now. Maybe I'm meant to look like this. Maybe it runs in the family. Maybe um, at my age, it's hard to lose weight. And, you know, bigger women are beautiful too. Like I literally had a story, story, story justifying my weight gain. And this story was compounded because it w- I kept repeating it over and over and over and over and over. And I was so overworked. I was so putting myself last that it just made sense to not take action. And the thing that I did that I'm not proud of is I made a decision. I made a decision to not take action. I made a decision to not do what I had to do, to not make any changes. And I made a decision to run from this challenge, to run from this problem. Now, running from your problems can look a lot of different ways. And for me, what I did, and, you know, I was working a lot, so I was making good money. Um, What I did is I threw money at this problem. And this is something that we do uh, all the time. And it's not just with weight loss. It's with anything. It could be in your business. Maybe your business is having a ton of problems. And instead of facing it, sitting down and doing the hard work, you just throw money at the problem to hide from it and to run away from it. And then you complain about how much money you spend and nothing's working. Yeah, been there too. So what I did, and I'm not proud of this, and this was the start of my downward spiral, is I made the conscious decision to not take action and to throw money at the problem. So what did I do? I went into my closet. I took all of my clothes. I'm not kidding you guys. Like I'm a psychopath. And if you've done this before, let me know if you've done this before. (laughs) But I took all of my clothes and donated them to Goodwill. I took all of my clothes and donated them to Goodwill and then I went shopping because shopping and spending money always makes me feel better. So I basically was numbing my pain and my frustrations with shopping and throwing money at the problem. Okay, so it's so embarrassing, but this is what I did. And, you know, I feel like you should know the entire story because... If you're doing this, it's a problem. It's a challenge. You have to overcome this. And you have the first thing is you have to realize it and you can't unsee it. So when you see yourself shopping instead of going to the gym or working out or meal prepping or doing what you have to do, if you see yourself shopping to make yourself feel better instead of making yourself actually feel better by making significant changes in your life, you know, th- this is a problem. You have to overcome this because you you need to heal what's going on in your soul so that you can live the life that you're supposed to live. 
So I got uh, all my clothes. I donated them to Goodwill. I went shopping. I got clothes that um, were three sizes too big for me. I was officially hiding, okay? And this, this happens in a lot of different ways for people, but for me, it was covering up my entire body. So I bought flowy clothes. I bought new clothes. So like people were complimenting me like, oh, I like that because they'd never seen me wear it before. And now the clothes weren't like so tight on me. So literally, and it was all new, you know what I mean? So I got that attention that I was looking for. I got the, you know, shopping buzz that I was looking for and I didn't have to face what was actually happening. Okay. This is like so much to share, but I'm just being real because I know other people are doing this. As many of you know um, from listening to episode 31 and 32, the first two episodes of this series, that I underwent a lot of trauma in my life. And during this time when I was, you know, getting rid of all my clothes, when I was running from my weight gain, and when I was a total, complete and total workaholic, uh, I experienced another trauma. And this was traumatic for me. And I'm open about it because as a salon owner and as somebody who was putting myself completely last, this was a traumatic event. It did not have to be as traumatic as I made it because I was putting myself absolutely last. I was working way too much. I was taking on way too much. I wasn't sleeping right. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing anything to deal with my issues. I was simply hiding them with work, food, alcohol, and drugs. So I got to the point where I experienced another trauma. And this was very traumatic for me because everything stacked up and went to shit uh, really quickly for me during this time. Because as I shared with you in the last episode, I had spent $100,000 on an expansion for my salon. Uh, Right when the expansion was done, two of my top performers left to rent a suite. Now I'm friends with them. Everything's cool. During that time, I was not okay. I was so angry. I was so resentful. I was so scared about, oh my God, now what? Now what? We just expanded. They're gone. We're losing clients, all of these things. And I literally went through a traumatic experience. I was so angry and I ended up working even more. Instead of healing and trying to like figure it out and trying to work on my business and maybe figure out why people are leaving, I went into full-fledged psycho work mode. I bought a bunch of shit, (laughs) continued eating and drinking. I was not kind. Um, And I own this, okay? I own this. And I know that a lot of salon owners go through this and their stylists leave to go rent a suite or their stylists leave to go rent. This is to be expected from the business. The only thing certain in your employee-based salon is that people are going to leave and people are going to start. You know, you have to understand this. And I didn't understand this, okay? I was full on thinking that nobody would ever leave me because I'm just so great. Well, guess what? People want to follow their own dreams. So I own the way I handled this. It was not properly... uh, handled at all and I continued on a downward spiral of putting myself last instead of taking a minute taking it in and doing self-reflection I worked even more I did everything I could to retain the clients I did everything I could to support the team I did everything I could to you know get through this I was in survival mode And the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is a huge part of why I gained another almost 60 pounds, okay? Like, I gained so much weight um, because of what happened next. So, during this time, I was not okay. I started working more than ever with so much anger in my heart 
and I was really naive about business. I was really young and I was 23 when I opened my salon. This all happened when I was like 25. Um, I was really young. I did not know any better and I was way too emotional with business. Uh, I was way too emotional and I made a lot of bad decisions around this time and we can talk about those on another episode. Um, I'm very open about my salon ownership journey because I know many salon owners struggle and I want to keep it real with you guys because a lot of us are suffering when we don't even have to be. And uh, the first thing you can do is put yourself first. So listen to episode 31 again. If you haven't listened to it more than once, listen to it again. If you haven't listened to it at all, that's where you're supposed to start with this series. But episode 31 talks about putting yourself first because all of the things I'm going to share with you don't count if you put yourself last because you're never going to have the energy or desire to do anything if you're putting yourself last. So by the end of January in 2017, I was completely burned out. Um, I had started doing education at this time too. I started hosting people in the salon. I started doing my own classes. Um, I was really stressed out and really angry and resentful. Like I would go home every day and complain and bitch and moan about why things weren't perfect. I was worried about the past. I was worried about the future. I was nowhere in the present moment at all. So then something else happened in early, early 2017, I believe it was in January, I went to uh, Tony Robbins Business Mastery and this, this event changed my life. It was six days business class. I learned so much from this class. I really needed help with my business because I was a hairstylist. I have great experience, great training, but when it came to leading people and leading a team and growing a business, I was, I was naive and, and just didn't, didn't know um, everything and I still don't know everything everything, but I really needed some kind of foundation. So I was working with strategies, doing team-based pay, which was great. It just required a lot of leadership and I was very young. And then I went to Tony Robbins and I had decided at Tony Robbins that I was going to go all in on education. And this is in 2017. My salon was open until 2019. So from 2017 to 2019, I was completely like, uh, my my brain was like scattered with like all different goals and I wasn't focusing on what I needed to focus on. I didn't focus on the business I had. I was focusing on the business I wanted. And because I was putting myself last, because I was like focusing in the future and focusing on the past and nowhere in the present, I was having a really hard time. So the reason I bring up all this trauma and stress in my business is because the next thing that happened and how I handled it was all because of this stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And it was a huge reason of why I gained weight. So I got back from Tony Robbins. It was like six or six days in Florida. Beginning of the year was like a really great way to start the year. And then on February 5th, 2017, I broke my foot. This injury, my mindset And who I was as a person was the downward spiral of a lifetime. And if I did not get my shit together, I would probably be dead from stress or not the definitely not the person you see today. If I didn't get my life together and I kept on this path, I would not be the person that you see today. Breaking my foot was the worst thing that ever happened because during the time I broke my foot, 
I had my two top people leave. I had just done an expansion. My brain was in 20 different places and I was hiding from my health. So when I broke my foot, life was happening to me. It was why me? I was a freaking baby back bitch, crying all the time, miserable. Poor Steve. I don't even know how he stayed with me. Steve has been with me through so many ups and downs. And like sometimes I just like think I'm like, how is he still with me? And like, thank God, because I would not be the person I am today. I would not be the woman I am today without his support and you know he's always given me the room to grow and he's always let me find my way without making me feel any other type of way and I'm so grateful for that and if you don't have somebody like that in your life I really hope you find somebody and if you're with somebody holding you back making you feel like fucking shit leave do everything you can to give your all to the relationship and to speak your mind and to let this person know what you want. But if they can't give you what you need and if they can't treat you with respect and if they don't allow you the space to grow and if they make you feel less than, please do yourself a favor and take care of yourself and put yourself first. Just throwing that in there. The reason I bring up my foot is because from 2017 to 2019 okay so two years it takes six weeks to heal a foot break to heal a broken bone it takes six weeks my foot wasn't even broken badly it was a tiny hairline fracture on my left pinky toe where it connects to my the rest of my foot and it doesn't even take long to heal And for some ungodly reason, my mental state, my psychology was so broken. It was so broken that I refused to take time off. I refused. Um, We had so many clients wanting only to see me. Uh, because stylists were leaving because my, my mindset was not okay. Like I was not okay. Um, and people don't leave salons. They leave leaders. I own it. I own it. You guys, like, I know that during that time I had my ups and downs. There were times where I was killing it and I was doing great. And then there were times where I was not putting myself first and I was nobody to look up to. So what did I decide to do? I went to the doctor. The doctor told me, take six weeks off. Not a big deal. Just take six weeks off your foot. Um, I decided to go to work and walk around my 4,000 square foot hair salon with a boot on um, for 14 hours a day. And I would look at my clients and just like hate them because I'm like, don't they see I'm hurting? I would look at my stylist and be like, don't they see I'm hurting? They don't even care that I'm in pain. And it's not anybody else's job for you to take care of yourself. It's not anybody else's job to tell you to put yourself first. Um, People are worried about their own lives and I'm not gonna put the blame on everybody else, but I was looking for somebody to care. Um, I was looking for somebody, I was asking for help. I've been asking for help for 20 years. I just never know how to use my words. I never know how to ask for help. I never know how to say, I can't do this. And during that time, as a leader, I was in the, you know, you're either with me or against me mindset. And this was like really bad because I wouldn't show vulnerability. Now I'm more real and I will say like, you know, (laughs) I was not okay. But during that time, showing vulnerability was weakness. Like during that time, I did not want anybody to know I was weak because I was afraid they would be like, oh, she's weak, I'm leaving, or I don't trust her to lead. And in fact, it was the opposite. People can't relate to someone who shows no vulnerability. People can't relate to someone who, who comes in when they're suffering with a big smile on. You know, when you're, you walk in and you're suffering with a big smile on, everybody is suffering. So now everybody is just suffering walking around trying to serve clients. So 
I worked on my foot for two years and it was not until it was not until I'm not kidding you I, I lost weight because I could finally walk again and run again properly because I got a new pair of shoes that actually were amazing I'll talk about them after um, but I literally you guys I worked on my foot for two years with anger and resentment in my heart like I literally my foot was broken for two years like dealing with that kind of pain for two years was absolutely misery oh my god side note so I just am back through here editing this podcast to make sure it sounds good for you guys and it was actually broken for three years So all of 2017, all of 2018, and all of 2019, until I got a new pair of shoes, I got New Balance, uh, Fresh Foam, something, shoes, um, not sponsored, and I went to the store, got my foot measured, and I got these sneakers, and somehow, like, how um, how the foot thing, like, went around my foot... Oh my God, like I'm not an advertising person for shoes, but how my foot felt in this, I finally could go for walks and this is in late 2019, okay? So my foot was broken for three years and before we get back into the episode, I want to just say that when I was in treatment, I... Um, started taking an antidepressant because I was not doing well in there. <laughs> it was re- it was the hardest. It was really hard to do uh, treatment, but I started taking an antidepressant called Remeron. And this antidepressant, the the book on it says, it is unclear how Remeron works, but it is said to help reconfigure the neurotransmitters in your brain, um, or or rewire the neurotransmitters or some shit like that. So. I was not doing well and they prescribed me antidepressant. Um, I struggle with extreme depression, which I didn't know I had because I'm like usually a pretty happy person, but um, I have extreme depression and I just run away from it. Anyway, the day they subs- <laughs> the day they prescribed me this antidepressant, I was talking to one of my roommates and I was just like, she asked she's like you keep saying you were way overweight how did you lose so much weight and I was just like she asked how I gained it and I was like because I broke my fucking foot and I went on a tangent about my foot like I was emotional like I was pissed and um the next morning I woke up bitch my foot was broken again my foot was broken again. I woke up and I went into complete shock. I went into complete mental breakdown. I lost my shit. And it turns out that the body keeps the score. And to keep this a long story short, um, that antidepressant, I don't know if it was all in my head. I don't know if it was because I was in treatment and I was facing all of my demons. I don't know if it was the antidepressant rewiring my neurotransmitters. I don't know what it was. But my foot was 100% broken. Like the day before I was doing two miles on the treadmill every day. And that morning I couldn't walk. So I went to therapy sessions because you do like 40 hours a week of therapy when you go to treatment. And um, I, I was like crying about my foot. I was like, my foot's broken. And I was telling them the whole story about like how I broke it and everything. And it turned out that I had so much unresolved trauma from 2017 2018 and 2019 around closing and dealing with my salon um 
I never mourned closing my salon. I just went right back into teaching and right into the network. Like I never like really processed my salon closing. And I had so many traumas from stylists leaving, from losing clients, from so much of the business. And I was not in a good state and I was putting myself last. And The Body Keeps the Score. It's a book from Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. And I had trauma stored in my foot and my brain decided, hey girl, you're about to revisit all of your trauma. And I did a bunch of therapy around my salon. I did a bunch of therapy around my foot and, you know, continuing to work on it because I was afraid, you know, I would be left by all the clients. I was afraid that if I put myself first, then we would lose money. You know, all of these things that I was struggling with, all of that trauma doesn't just go away into the universe, you guys. The body keeps the score. You're holding on to it. And it is true that when you heal, a lot of this weight we're carrying is baggage and trauma and like things that we just have to work through. So I was going through editing this and I I was like two years. I'm like, I feel like that's short. And it's true. It was three years with a broken foot. And then when I went to treatment, um, I got off that antidepressant right away. And I did a lot of trauma work around my salon and around my foot being broken and around putting myself last and um the pain went away in like four days but it was four days of full-time trauma work and therapy it was extremely difficult extremely challenging and I had to face a lot and that's why I'm open about it you guys because you know if I can get through this imagine how many other people can get through it like I'm not like that crazy different than everybody else I'm just a human being and if you're going through stuff like this like if this resonates at all with you please go to therapy anyway back to the episode I was not exercising whatsoever I was only working walking around and moving at work and then I would just lay on like home and like cry Um, I was always in so much pain I was always uh complaining and this is where I put on the majority of my weight I put on so much weight from stress from not getting like my heart rate up to a cardio level like you know I'm walking around all day but that's not exercise that's work so you're not going to lose weight just by walking around in your salon so I had gained so much weight during that time I was up to over 200 pounds And I had never been over 200 pounds in my life. So I had gained, you know, from start to right now, I had gained about 80 pounds. The rest of the weight I gained, because I did gain close to 100 pounds, came from eating um, this pasta dish that I would order like three times a week when Steve was traveling because I didn't want to cook. And I would order from the new mill, their Pagliafino. It's like literally like homemade pasta, cream sauce, bacon. Like it's like so freaking good. They don't even make it anymore. So I think that that's why I lost weight too, because it's not available. (laughs) But instead of cooking, I would just order takeout, order that as like my favorite pasta. And I would eat nothing all day. And then I would eat that at 8 p.m go to sleep start my day with an iced coffee like I literally look back now and hindsight is 2020 I see it clearly now but in the moment I was on a hamster wheel with no intention of getting off I was on a hamster wheel just going and going and going why me why me all oh, this is happening to me when boohoo boohoo when I can't even imagine the people around me like dealing with that 
like how depressing and how demotivating and how toxic to have somebody who literally is just complaining all the time that everything is happening to them and nothing is happening for them. I could have taken off that time, sat on the couch, trusted all the managers and people that I had hired, trusted my team, been there for them in a managerial standpoint in a wheelchair or on uh, crutches or something, and just been there teaching them how to take over my guests or teaching them what to do. Instead, I was like, no, only I can do this. And I was seeing all these clients resenting everybody and my foot never healed. And during all of this time, that is when I gained the most weight because I was not active. I was completely sedentary except for working. And during the work time, I was completely stressed out. I was barely eating all day because I was like so embarrassed of gaining weight that my body thought it was in starvation mode. So everything I did eat, that pasta dish three times a week when Steve was traveling, everything I ate, plus I'm still drinking wine every night. Plus I'm still drinking, you know, a lot. And, um, you know, all of that stuff, my body's in starvation mode. So my body's in starvation mode. I eat and it stores it as fat. It's like, okay, I don't know when she's going to eat again. Let me just store this here. And you guys, I looked in the mirror and I would just be like, what the fuck happened? And I would just keep working, keep going. I, I felt so out of control that I focused on what I could control. And that was education and Instagram and all of those things. Cause I knew what to do to get an outcome. Having a broken foot and putting on all of this weight and feeling so out of control in every other way, I didn't know what to do. So I, instead of figuring out what to do and like taking, making a decision to take action and to like make a significant change in my life, I decided to just run. I decided to just run and that is when the downward spiral starts like when you have the opportunity to make a decision that's why some people will just like casually lose 100 pounds or that's when some people will leave the relationship they made a decision that says not one more fucking day will I deal with this and they make the decision and the longer it takes me to make a decision the longer I'm suffering it's so crazy because I was like looking back in my phone and all my pictures and I was like I want to find a picture of when I broke my foot like the exact date which I told you guys was February 5th um let me see not like it really matters but um yeah February 5th from February 5th on there must be 4,000 hair photos and videos there's not one fucking picture of me it's all hair and it just shows how deeply, and it's crazy because when you reflect on this kind of stuff and when you like have a different mindset and you take action and you make changes, you look back and you can see all of your mistakes. You know, you can see everything that you did to lead you where you are today. And those things are not happening to you, they're happening for you. All of that happened so that I can sit here, tell my story, and hopefully one of you, I don't even care if it's one person out of the thousands of people who listen, one person to live the life that they're supposed to live. Is it going to be you or not? That's the question. Are you going to take action or not? Okay, so I had gained a ton of weight. I was over 200 pounds and uh, flash forward to 2019. I was doing a full class tour. Uh, I did classes all over the United States and I was doing my master stylist certification. So I was doing two day seminars all over the US and master stylist is coming back. I'm gonna be doing that class again. Um, because it's life-changing and every stylist needs to take it but um, we'll talk about that a different day so I was traveling pretty much full-time working in the salon uh, escaping from all of my problems and traveling in the stress of traveling the shitty food the drinking the partying all of that stuff 
this just added fuel to the fire. So I was doing all of that. And one day I found myself in the emergency room. Great, right? Massive chest pain. And for the weeks before I was breaking out in hives, like in this crazy rash all over my body. <laughs> I know this is like a crazy story, but I was like breaking out all over my body. And I went to the emergency room and you guys know I have an addictive personality. So I'm just going to preface this with the, that. So I go to the ER. They say, you had an anxiety attack. And I'm like, fuck you, an anxiety attack. I'm dying. I was so furious that they thought that I was having an anxiety attack. Turns out I was having an anxiety attack. <laughs> Anybody who's had a severe anxiety attack where you feel like you're having a heart attack can 100% relate. I see you nodding your head. I'm with you. I did not know anxiety and depression were as serious as they were because I had been numbing my feelings my entire life. So I really was like, I don't have depression. I don't have anxiety. I'm a savage. And I, you know, did not realize how severe this could become. So the hospital's advice was to give me Ativan. They gave me three pills. I took them all and then I went back to get more Ativan and they were just like, no, you can't have it. Go to a doctor. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, I had not been to the doctor in years, like three, four, five, six, seven, like probably like eight years. I had not been to the doctor. And I was like, I don't want to go to a regular doctor. Um, will medical marijuana help me? And they were just like, no. And I was just like, well, I'm going to try it anyway. So I went to the doctor. I got my medical marijuana card. Was not hard to get. Um, and I was diagnosed with PTSD because of my rape, because of the bullying I went through and because of the childhood trauma. Now I do not have PTSD. I have trauma. I didn't have vivid flashbacks. I didn't have the severe effects that PTSD is, but the doctor gave it to me anyway. And when I got to the store to, um, get my first marijuana, uh, or my first cannabis prescription, right? They were just like, just try everything and see what you like. And I'm just like, this is great. Um, definitely not, definitely not good, you guys. And I'm open about this because it was so easy for me to get hooked on this because I have an addictive personality. And it's so easy for me to get hooked on this because I was numbing all of my feelings and emotions. So instead of relaxing, calming down, working on emotional regulation, figuring out my life, revisiting my trauma, going to therapy, exercising, eating better, you know, doing all the things that could be done to help with my anxiety, I wanted to cover it up. Classic Gina. Let's just cover it up so we can continue working and making money. Great. So now I'm doing everything that I have been doing, drinking, overworking, eating like shit, not exercising, walking on my broken foot. And now I've added marijuana to the mix. And to be honest with you, it did help ease my anxiety, um, physical symptoms, but my mental state was like super anxious. So physically, I didn't have the physical feelings like the heart attack anymore because my my body was on overload. Now it had been years of me putting myself last. So my body was on full overload. So now I was feeling physical symptoms and and if you have these issues, you know that the physical symptoms are like physically painful and uh it was awful. And the marijuana was numbing 
those feelings, the physical, but, um, you know, the story I told myself was this is a cure. This is the solution. This is the answer. But in reality, my anxiety and my mental state was not okay. Like I was so anxious. I was, I was living in the past and living in the future, never living in the present. Like it was not helping unless I was completely rocked like completely fucked up and then I'm thinking about you know that I'm like meditating or having like a spiritual moment and I was really making it like my higher power it was not okay and as somebody who's an addict (laughs) I mean it's true like this happens and if you're struggling with this you're not alone if you're struggling this with this you're not alone so this is like mid 2019 and then uh Steve and I went to Tony Robbins date with destiny And one of the biggest things that changed my life there was putting my values on a piece of paper and then putting them in order and realizing the only thing I cared about was money. The only thing I cared about was success. The only thing I cared about was being the best. The only thing I cared about was, um, you know, status and being cool and being famous and having followers and getting that outside validation. And nothing was ever enough because I wasn't validating myself because I was putting myself last. Like I didn't truly love myself. How can you truly love yourself if you're putting yourself completely fucking last? And when you put yourself last, you train everybody around you that they come first. So without doing an entire podcast on that seminar which was uh, life-changing for me this was in December of 2019 and I had just closed the old salon Gina Bianca hair I had closed in June and it was the best decision I ever made because as you guys know from what I was sharing earlier in this podcast when I went to Tony Robbins the first time in 2017 I had really decided I wanted to go all in on education and I talk about it a lot once I realized what being an employee-based salon owner required I did not want to do it I didn't want to always be training retaining and uh, focusing only on the salon like I was 23 years old I wanted to follow my dreams be an educator take care of other people through education and like I didn't want to always be focusing on the salon so I closed and maybe one day I'll open an employee-based salon in the future when I'm older and like have less things on my plate but it was the best decision I ever made in my entire life and I'm glad I closed because like oh my god that place like I thought was a part of my body like if I close a salon my arm would get cut off or something like I was so unhealthily attached I had no boundaries put the salon before me it was like my higher power I could not do it anymore so I'm really glad I closed so after I closed we went to that event and then I came home and it was like a huge wake-up call for me because when you go to that seminar you write down your values you put them in order and then you have to realize the person that you want to be so the person that I want to be is the person you see today And in order for me to be this person, I had to rewire my brain. I had to consistently call myself out and consistently say like, okay, does this support my values? If the answer is yes, cool. If the answer is no, fuck out of here. And, you know, my values are now love, health, vulnerability, boundaries, making an impact. Those are my core values love health vulnerability boundaries and making an impact am i perfect absolutely not i have had no boundaries with my work for the past three weeks i have been completely falling off on all of my exercise for the past three weeks because i am finishing up huge projects and i'm trying to figure out the future of 2021 for me i am in like a bender of work right now am i perfect no 
Did I eat like shit all through the holidays? Yes. Did I eat a bag of salt and vinegar chips almost every single day? Party size, not every day, but sometimes they were a party size and I was just slamming salt and vinegar chips. Sometimes I just eat 400 pieces of candy. Sometimes I only drink coffee for the day. I am not perfect. My health journey cannot be perfect because perfect doesn't exist. And as soon as I get into that perfectionism, as soon as I start putting pressure on myself and beating myself up like I have to be perfect, that's when I spiral out. So after that seminar, uh, the entire year of 2020, I was working on putting myself first. And what that looked like was going for a lot of walks, going for bike rides, um, eating better, lower carb. I tried the keto diet for two days and I got horribly ill, horribly ill. I would not recommend it. Um, I'm not a doctor though, so I don't really know. That's what I mean. My advice is like kind of, uh, it depends on you. You know, so I would ask your doctor about your weight and everything and um, use what I share with you on this series, which there's a lot more to come. Like, I just wanted to give you as much context as possible, but there's more to come. Um, You know, I didn't like keto at all. I felt really sick with it. I actually was teaching and um, throwing up every hour. During my first class of 2021 in Blacksburg, Virginia, I was so ill. I hadn't eaten in two days and we had to stop every half hour for me to get out and go throw up or like die in the bathroom. So probably would never try it again. But for the entire year of 2020, um, you know, as many other people experienced, you know, my education business was my primary source of income. That was my number one source of income. And uh, I watched it explode in front of me. I lost almost a million dollars in one year. I had to close my salon and tell my people they couldn't work. I didn't accept any money from them because I just felt like I just felt horrible and I was putting myself last in that point too because in the end it ended up biting me in the ass but I'm glad I did because you know everything is happening for a reason and that decision I made came back and you know God blessed me with even more renters and they're the right people and my generosity in those moments didn't go unnoticed by whoever and you know I had a very difficult year in 2020 And I know that if you are in California, if you are still closed, if you are having an even worse year than me, I am with you. I am grateful that we are open right now. Like my gratitude for what I have is enormous. However, I did experience my own pain, struggles, and trauma. So I don't want to sit here and sound ungrateful. I want to just say it was difficult for me, but I know that I'm not the only one in the universe. I know that there are people struggling way harder than me. I know there are people who have lost everything. I know there are people who have died. I know there are people who have been sick and who have had friends and family and loved ones die. I am not going to sit here and say that I suffered the most, but I did suffer. So um, just want to put that out there. So in 2020, with all of the extra time I had from being forced to slow down, uh, it was a difficult year, and I was doing some things for myself. I was doing some things right. I was exercising, I was focusing on my health, but I was also 
abusing cannabis to an extreme level. I was taking in 200 milligrams of cannabis every single day, minimum, minimum, minimum 200 milligrams. And I was just rocked all day. Um, Highly functioning though. Nobody really knew and I could still get things done, but I couldn't make a decision. And like I shared with you in this episode before, you know, the longer it takes me to make a decision, the longer I suffer. So I was, you know, really struggling during COVID. I'm still, you know, building back up from it and trying to figure out what I want to do with my career. But my heaviest weight was around 250 pounds. And now I am at, so I was around 250 minus 165. I lost around 85 pounds. And, um, yeah. That was all thanks to going for a lot of walks, uh, being forced to slow down from COVID. So, you know, I had a lot more time. So I was walking more, I was riding bikes. Um, But all of this was happening and I was still really, really abusing marijuana and drugs and all that stuff. And I needed help. With COVID, that was like really the start of cracking open a lot of my trauma. And I started going to therapy in March of 2020. I started opening up about a lot of the things I share with you guys on here. You know, my assault, uh, my eating disorder, my family stuff, my business stuff, all of the things I'm dealing with on an everyday basis. And my therapist recommended I go into treatment and take some serious time off. So I did it. And during that time, I realized the core of a lot of my issues and the core of a lot of my issues is something that only I can take care of. Um, and it's only something that only I can address. So, you know, for the entire year of 2020, losing that weight was transformative. And I did a lot of different things and I have a formula for you, but um, it really started with putting myself first. So the reason I haven't been out here as like a weight loss coach and a weight loss specialist, because some of it was unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like I was using cannabis nonstop. I was extremely stressed out. I was compulsively exercising. My eating disorder was still happening. Like, you know, all of this stuff was part of my journey. And the last person I want to be is the person that gives you advice that's fake or unrealistic or um, just for attention. You know what I mean? Like, I want to tell my story because it's a beautiful story. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it's there's a lot of moving parts to it. And I really I get tons of questions about this and I just don't want to lead people the wrong way. You know, I don't want to be the person I was before promoting marijuana on my Instagram when who the fuck am I to promote that? Like, I literally like that's what I mean. Like, it helped me with my physical symptoms of anxiety, but like my mind was not right. Like, I did not I should not have been doing that because I was literally triggering people on my page, which when I see it on my page, I'm triggered. Like when I see it or smell it, I'm triggered. Like I I miss it. And I it's a struggle for me every single day. So anyone in recovery looking at my page like. 
like that's what I did to them which I feel ashamed about but I didn't know so I can't be punishing myself for what I didn't know when I didn't know it but like I don't want to be that person that's giving advice that's like not good advice and you guys know that about me if you've been following me for a long time like I like to give good life-changing transformative advice I don't like to give a quick fix or something that's complete and total bullshit and there is a formula that I used and a lot of things that help me stay motivated and I want to share all of those with you but for right now we're going to end here and I want you to just download and process this information and really think about your decision points like what decisions do you make on a daily basis to run away and ignore your problems whether they be in your business whether they be with your health whether they be with your weight whatever what are the things that you're deciding every single day to put yourself last. If you haven't listened to episode number 31, the one thing that can change everything, please listen to that episode. Thank you guys for letting me share my journey with you and share vulnerably. Um, I know I'm not for everybody, but the people who are listening and who have been tuning in, sharing my podcast with others, like you are the real MVP. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, It's an honor to share and create for you. Again, please share this episode, share my podcast with people who would benefit from this absolutely free information. There are people struggling every single day and you never know, they might see it, listen to it and make the changes in their lives that they want to see. You can elevate the beauty industry, you can elevate other people, you can help people grow simply by sharing free content. I have another episode coming, probably another one after that for this series. I think this is a good place to end. And next week, we're going to talk about weight loss strategies and realities, Um, things that I've done to help me lose weight, things I do to stay motivated, things that um, I eat, things that I don't eat, struggles that I have. You know, I'm not perfect. The past three weeks, it's like I've been dragging my feet on this episode because just like everybody else, the holidays, I let it all go. (laughs) So I want to just keep it real with you guys. And next week, we're going to talk more about this. So thanks again for listening. Be sure to share. And I hope you have an amazing day. God bless.